What if you knew your animal better than anyone else, including your vet? What if you knew where to go for information covering a variety of different topics that allow you to choose the care you would like for the furry member of the family? What if this information can be found with even more ease than ever before? Get ready to listen, share, and question what animal care used to be and where it can go. Now, here is the host of Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show, Certified Animal Chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show on A2Zen.fm with me, Dr. Andy Harper, as your host. I am here today to empower you to know what you know about your animal. So before we jump into today's show, I'm going to tell you a bit about me. Um, I am a doctor of chiropractic. I'm a certified animal chiropractor. I'm an access consciousness facilitator and energetic magic with animals practitioner. And I've been in practice in the Denver metro area in Colorado um, area for over 12 years. And I work with horse, dog, and cat bodies on a daily basis. And so access consciousness found me about five years ago. And with those wild and wacky tools, I've developed magical energetic work with the animals that has exceeded anything I could have imagined when I started on this journey so many years ago. And now with the radio show, Dr. Andy Animal Magic Radio, my target is to get all the pragmatic and magical info out into the world and beyond. Um, it is what is. It is what the animals are asking for. So how much fun can we have here? So last week on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio, we did Thunder and Lightning and Everything Frightening with special guest Jerry Wagner and her greyhound Flossie. Uh, we talked about, um, well, thunder and lightning and, and noises that frighten our animals. And, and we used a lot of the access tools to see if we can start to shift that. Because a lot of us people are just confused by why our animals are reacting this way and what if we're actually feeding into that energy. And so it's a very, very access show. There's a lot of clearings. It's actually a show I played with to see if it was something you could put on a loop and run at night by your animal while they're sleeping to start changing some of this behavior. Um, so what if we could change how our dogs respond and react to thunder and other scary things? So that's um, last week. Check it out. Um, you can find it all all the shows and that one at a2zen.fm in the archives. Um, there are lots of shows to choose from. Today on Animal Magic is the never-ending, itchy, scratchy, chewing, driving you mad um, with our guest, Chelsea Kent. So we're going to talk about what we call in the industry, whatever, you know, whatever that may mean, um, the skin dogs. And in Colorado, we have quite a bit of itching and scratching going on, and it tends to be very, very frustrating for the owner. And so what is it going to take to change all that with ease? And everything that allow that, can we uncreate and destroy it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. So what do you do with an animal that won't stop itching, scratching, and chewing at themselves? Um, is it something that can be changed with nutrition? Um, how can what you are actually feeding now be contributing to the skin issues? Um, and where do I start the shift in my pet's nutrition to bring them and the household some relief from the itching? So today, as I talk with our guest, Chelsea Kent, who is co-owner and operator of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado, about the tips and tricks to create more ease for you and your itchy furry family. And how nutrition can play a part in this and how important it is to read labels and, and pick out 
great quality foods. And we're going to go through all of that today. So if you have any questions, um, you have any stories, you have any um, information you'd like to contribute throughout this hour, I invite you to join us. And you can reach us in a variety of ways live. Um, you can call them in in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. In Canada, it's 613-800-8736. In the U.K., it's 033-0001-0625. You can also Skype them in at a2zen.fm. The easiest and actually, I'm going to, you know, the funnest way um, is to chat them in. So go to www.a2zen, so apple to zebra, E-N, along the top, fm, dot fm, and along the top, choose chat room, um, and then follow the directions and join us. Because there's other conversations going on. There's other, that's where a lot of questions are coming in. There's more information that's going to be there that may or may not make it live on the air. So come on down. Um but before we meet our guest, um, let's expand out. So um, all the people, all the animals, feel your feet on the floor and expand your energy out as big as the room you're in, out as big as the building you're in, as big as the town, as big as the country you're in, forward, back, down, up, both sides, all directions, expand out as big as the world as big as the universe and beyond. Huh. And now let's ask all of our animals to join us. And what would the animals like the world to know? So Chelsea's been with us uh, two, three other shows. Again, find them in the archives on a2zen.fm. But Chelsea Kent is the co-owner of Heroes Pets here in Littleton, Colorado. She has 13 years of extensive nutritional research and experience in the pet industry. She developed a diverse, comprehensive education and perspective in holistic nutrition. You can check out everything that Heroes Pets offers at www.heroespets.com. Um, Chelsea is trying to phone in from what I can tell from the um, the chat room. So she will be with us shortly. Um, again, today we're going to talk about is the never-ending itching, scratching, chewing, driving you mad? Um, my producer just says she's working on it. So skin issues. I'm going to – maybe we'll do some energetic clearings on that while we wait for Chelsea to join us. Um, how <laughs> – how um, frustrating does do owners get when their dog is constantly itching, constantly chewing on themselves, constantly having flakes, um, having, you know, hair issues? And, and how much do they feel for how uncomfortable these animals are? And then how much of that is holding all of this in place? Um, and can we uncreate and destroy all that? <laughs> Godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine boy shorts and beyonds. And so... I have a question in the chat room. Is they, they're asking me, do I see um, a lot of dogs in my practice with the itchies? Um, I don't know if I would qualify it as a lot. I actually have talked to many vets in my area, and one vet in particular actually worked in more humid environments, like in California on the east coast of the U.S., and she's like, we don't have skin issues in Colorado compared to the moist environments where there's a lot of yeast overgrowth that does wreak havoc on the whole system. So with that information, I, I don't know if I've downgraded how many skin um, dogs I've, I see. Um, the ones that that are 
it can be very debilitating when the animal is having so many skin issues. Um, and, a, and a lot of owners do switch foods, um, trying to find something if that is contributing. And, and that's something you need to talk with your vet about, um, what food's going to work. And a lot of times it's not a kibble that's going to work. Um, kibbles are processed, um, and Chelsea's gone over this in the past, and that processing alone could cause irritants to that particular animal. So every animal that comes in, in my practice, if it's muscular skeletal, is it a skin issue? Is it whatever, whatever, whatever? We tr I attempt to look at just that being and what's going on for that being. So you do want to look at what's going on in the household. You do want to look at what's going on in the nutrition. You do want to look out, look at what stressors are going on. Um, you you may want to take into account the breed. Um, generally, I see a lot of German shepherds with skin issues. So what's that all about? Energetically. Um, I, that I don't have an answer to at this moment, but a lot of German Shepherds have a lot of skin issues. Um, some animals have an occasional hot spot. I recently actually saw a Newfoundland. I forget how old she was. She was young, year and a half, I think. And she's had chronic skin issues her entire, her entire life. Um, an owner has been very frustrated. Her owner actually owns, um, a, a high-end, um, pet store that sells a lot of different foods. It is feeding her raw. She's careful about what vaccination she's given or not given, and that's her choice. And she's frustrated. She actually came in for the adjustment because not only do does chiropractic affect muscular skeletal joints per se and the spine, all of that innervation from the spine goes to all of the organs. And what is the largest organ in the body? The skin. So don't discount it as, oh, it's just skin. It is an important organ that protects the body from disease. It's the layer that the outside world has to get through. And if it's not um, functioning properly, meaning it's all in one tact, all intact, we don't have sores, we, you know, we don't have any of this um, break in the skin, it's compromised. So is that, do you look at then the whole dog is a little compromised? Maybe, depending on how long this has been going on, what has caused it, what are you treating it with? A lot of my, a lot of skin dogs that come in are seeing their vet concurrently and they're on antibiotics and have been on antibiotics for months. So how much is that affecting the animal? Um, generally antibiotics like to kill things. They kill all things, especially all the flora in the gut because that's how they go through the body, you know, just like food. And so if you don't have proper flora in the gut, what occurs there? And then you, what happens in the gut is if you don't have all the proper flora helping break down food further and get the proper nutrients out of it, you then end up having spaces in the gut where all of these bigger food molecules that are not being broken down get into other systems of the body and causes inflammation. And at the end of the day, all of your health challenges or your dis-eases when the body's not in ease is caused by inflammation and generally chronic inflammation. So... How important is the skin beyond the fact that <laughs> your dog is obviously uncomfortable and that itching, scratching, licking is that I don't know if you've lived with that dog, but that noise of the licking, scratching, all of that, that grates on every nerve <laughs> when you're sitting with your with your animal, also feeling bad about them being uncomfortable. Can we uncreate and destroy all that times a godzillion right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine boy shorts and beyonds. So what if it's not just the skin? 
And what if we can support the skin and support the gut and support the entire being with um, body work, such as chiropractic, energy work, massage, acupuncture, and nutrition, and the information and the testing your vet can do, and all of these layers that work together? What if we actually need training um, for the animal that reduces the stressors um, in their life, which then can affect um, the gut health and the stress of the animal, um, which then changes how they react to the medication they're on, which then changes how the nutrition works, and that helps with the healing of the animal. So there's so many different layers that could um, play into this and, and uh, you know, contribute to the being as a whole. And everywhere you are looking at only one thing and not all the layers of the being, can we uncreate and destroy all that times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. Um, and so... Let's. I'm going to touch on a little bit of the nutrition I know. Um, I I know enough of um, actually feeding dogs to get myself in trouble, like they say that saying. Um, I generally do choose to feed my animals raw. Um, I generally go with the least processed food I can find. Um, those are my choices. What are you feeding your animal? Um, is it always what you've always fed them? Or are you looking at different options and new things? So maybe it's time to take a look at it and see how that could play into it. Um, in my in the office, we utilize um, different products to help with nutrition. Um, one of the big ones um, that we have access to is called Standard Process, and they have all of these support um, veterinary formulas. One called the enteric formula, so it helps support the gut. So does this animal require that? Does this animal require just a change in their diet? And and that's where that individualness um, I like to see in my practice comes out. Um, I do have a question. Uh, Shauna in the chat room is, what if the human is allergic to the animal? <laughs> Can food change for the animal help the human? Well, I love that question. Um <laughs> Chelsea's here. She's in the chat room. We're going to, I'm going to answer. Hi, we're going to go to break in a minute. So let me do this and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll say all of our hellos. How about, how about okay. that? I'm so glad okay. you made it. Thanks. So sorry. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So Shauna is asking, um, if the humans alert to the dog, let's go with just dog or the animal, I guess, cat horse. Can you change the food to reduce how irritating that animal is to the person um in my world why not um if we reduce the inflammation in the animal do they then have less stress less dander less irritant to the human it's possible um that person really wants to work with that animal and keep that animal why not try it um the worst that you know could happen is the animal likes his new diet i mean or doesn't like the diet or you know let's try it um, there's a lot of other things that can be done for the person involving the animal. There is um, allergy elimination techniques called like BICOM, where the person and the animal will in and they can work on what allergies they have to each other that could be contributing to that. Um, and then Chelsea kind of in the chat room, she's like, absolutely, changing, changing to raw has completely eliminated allergies to cats for people at our store. And I'm so glad she mentioned that. I forgot about that. I didn't have cats for seven years because my husband was allergic. Um, we got mm -hmm. kittens a year ago. 
They've been fed raw since the day they walked in the door, and they sleep in our bed with us, and we've not had any allergies in the house. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great question, Shauna. Let's go to break. You are listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my guest, Chelsea Kent, who we are going to hear from after the break. And we're going to talk more about the never-ending itching, scratching, chewing that is driving you mad. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome forward. Thank you for joining me today on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy, and my guest, Chelsea Kent. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Like I mentioned earlier, Chelsea is the co-owner and operator of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. She has 13 years of extensive nutritional research, and we are going to dive into, is the never-ending itching, scratching, chewing, driving you mad? So, are skin issues something that can be changed with nutrition? Obvious question. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so how often does a pet parent come into your store looking for help with an itchy dog? Uh, I would say that that's probably the majority of the issues that we get next to cancer, unfortunately. So, um, you know, probably 20 to 30 a day on some days. So it's really, really common. I, yeah. I actually feel that a lot of that has to do with the fact that in addition to having a really toxic diet in most cases, they also don't necessarily consider the fact that on a daily basis, there's the rest of the world that the body has to deal with. So, you know, even if the food is pretty good, some dogs are just so sensitive that, you know, if they walk through a field that just had a pesticide or a fertilizer or something put down or, you know, there's any number of things, a vaccination, a, a medication, even an antibiotic can actually stress out the system in some cases so bad that they end up basically having that cup that's already full of histamines just overflowing with that one little extra thing. And histamines are... Uh, histamines are basically the primary cause of allergies. So like when you get really, really sneezy, for example, and you go to take a Benadryl, then you're taking a histamine blocker. So you have to keep those under control and contribute a lot to inflammation. And in some cases, they actually contribute to cancers. 
so you want to keep them regulated, but the body can't do a very good job of that if it's just so overwhelmed with trying to digest things that are not very digestible and trying to detox chemicals that are being put in. So trying to keep everything as natural and minimal as possible when it is possible is really important for preventing some of those other issues. So a pet parent comes into your store, some a lot of times with the dog, a lot of times without. And what is the first? And and they're like they're itching. They've been doing this for months. Um, I'm maybe at my wit's end. What is generally the first question you ask them? What are you feeding them? <laughs> so there's a few primary culprits for food allergies. So the first thing that we try to identify is if they're eating chicken. Uh, it also, if they're getting eggs, eggs are healthy, but if they have a severe allergy to chicken, they can also be allergic to eggs unless they're fermented. Um, we also want to see if they're eating any kind of grains. Those not only are more likely to cause allergies, but they're also more likely to have mold spores on them that are going to contribute to taxing the liver. Um, if they've been feeding the long, the same thing for a long period of time, then that's also a likely problem. So a lot of times people are like, well, my dog couldn't be allergic to their food because that's the only thing I've ever fed them. And we're like, well, that's probably why they're allergic to it. If you look at the amino acid profile of a chicken versus a cow, they're very, very different. So you're getting different nutrients out of different things. And if you're only giving them one thing all the time, then basically their body develops toxicities and deficiencies to the things that are in that particular product. So if you're rotating, then it gives the body an opportunity to balance those those levels of everything, and then they're less likely to overreact to the one thing that at some point just basically has become a toxin to the body. Well, yeah, and for many years, and I'm not quite sure how long ago it's kind of faded out, was you buy one bag of kibble, you only feed that bag of kibble, you cannot change a dog's diet, otherwise it'll give them diarrhea, and now we've gone all the way to this, you better rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the best thing that I can say to that is if I owned a big corporate company, then I definitely wouldn't want to be telling my customers to switch to my competitor's product for a little while because I would lose money on it. So... I think that that's probably where that started. <laughs> and honestly, the the less that you rotate, the the less they can tolerate rotating. And think of it like if the only thing that you ever ate, ever, for years and years and years was Fruit Loops, and then one day you went out and had a salad or you had chips and guacamole, your digestive system would probably freak out because it's not been challenged. It's just doing the same thing after the same thing after the same thing. It gets pretty apathetic. So I think that it's really important that uh, you, you're you rotating so that their body is challenged. And in nature, it would be challenged. Yeah, because generally dogs, even somewhat cats, their their systems are more apt to digging through garbage for stuff and whatever they found that day is what they were they were gonna eat. Or whatever they killed that day they were gonna eat. Now granted we're going back many, many years and they have lived the cush cushy lifestyle with us for many more. But generally their their systems are put together much different than ours. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that that old wives' tale holds strong with people. Like I can't switch their food; they'll get diarrhea. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. so we have and to talk them through that. If you and they have done it, will. but yeah. but they will get you over it, have, right? Yeah, they will. And there are a lot of things that you can do to keep, prevent them from getting diarrhea when you're rotating. So, you know, if they are really sensitive, then you can switch them really slowly. Or um, my favorite digestive supplement is made by Honest Kitchen. It's called Perfect Form. And you can give that prophylactically to prevent them from getting diarrhea at some point. Um, And you can do that for a short term or for a long term if you have a really sensitive dog. So there are a lot of things that you can do to prevent that. Awesome. Awesome. So we're back to the beginning of this itchy dog. We're going to ask them what they're eating, how long they've been eating it. Um, do they change their food at all? Is it kibble or raw? Um, generally you're going to talk about going raw, correct? Yeah. Generally. Um, in, yeah, in discussing how dog systems are different than people, one of the primary things is that the, the enzymes that are in their mouth, they're not really digestive enzymes as much as they are for breaking down pathogenic bacteria. And their digestive systems are a lot shorter. Their stomachs are larger than ours, and the pH is much lower. So they're really designed to be able to tolerate large amounts of surprisingly pathogens and proteins. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of the opposite of a person. So it, one, if you're giving them a dead food, then obviously that's going to be really taxing on their system. They don't have much of a cecum, if any. Like in a cat, they don't really have one at all. Um, And that is really for digesting starches. So if you're going to be giving your dog any kind of starch, then you should be fermenting it because a cecum would be fermenting it and they don't have that. So uh, that can also really contribute to a lot of problems, and a lot of people think, well, any dog can do starches. Some dogs don't, when cats, don't have as big of issues, but they can't really digest them the same. And if you think in nature, in most cases, those kinds of animals, if they were to eat, say, an apple, in a lot of cases it would be slightly fermented, slightly rotten, which actually helps with digestion. That's brilliant. And then if you are giving all of um, the food that they can't digest, it sits in their gut. Mm-hmm. And then it ferments there and it's not processed properly. And then we, we lead to more digestive issues. Because mm-hmm. if it's sitting there and it's fermenting in the gut, um, we we don't break it down properly. It doesn't move along properly. We, it can lead to other gut issues. So are skin issues generally issues? Sorry, are they what? Are, gut, are, are skin they, issues generally from the gut? Yeah, I think that most everything stems from the gut. So yeah. I think that it's really important to treat the gut first, and especially when it comes to uh, allergies and those kinds of issues, like any kind of skin issue. And then in some cases, it's just been a problem long enough that it has also created these huge deposits in the liver and the spleen and the other organs and even to the muscles. So in really severe cases, sometimes you end up having to do basically a three to six month long 
extreme detox because it takes at least three months for the immunoglobins and antigens from the allergies to actually be removed from the spleen and the blood. Yeah, when in chiropractic school, all we learned and have and I have written since and before that was all all of disease, all of your health care challenges start in the gut. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been touted for years and years and years. And, and I don't in a lot of just regular folks or traditional medicine still isn't looking at it that way, which is kind of a bummer. Um, you know, what's it going to take to change all that? So. So, of course, we're going to look at what you're feeding if it's going mm-hmm. into the gut. Um, we Let's take a break a little earlier, um, and then we're going to come back and talk about maybe taking a break for that whole system, like you said, that detox, that three-month, that six-month detox. Let's go into details of that a little bit. Um, for folks, um, we're going to go to break. You're listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with me, Dr. Andy, and my guest, Chelsea Kent. We're going to return, and we're going to continue talking about the never-ending itchy, scratchy, chewy dog or cat. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adazen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy, and my guest, Chelsea Kent, co-owner and operator of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. You can check them out at www.heroespets.com. Heroes with an S as in Sam, pets with an S as in Sam dot com. Um, and check out all the things that they offer and how you can get in touch with them if you have any further questions. And along with hanging out with me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on A2Zen.fm, I do have a practice called Harper's Ridge Animal Chiropractic Care. It's part of Animal Magic Care here in Denver, Colorado, where my team and I offer chiropractic care, laser therapy, massage, acupuncture, aromatherapy, energetic magic sessions, dog training, beyond animal communication sessions, bars, calls, classes, workshops for animals and their people, you can check that all out at animalmagiccare.com and harpersridge.com. So, Chelsea, before we went off to break, we were chatting about detoxing um, an itchy dog. So you said, you know, some days 20, 30 people come in with their dogs um, with the complaint that they're itchy, scratchy, licky. And most of those, you change their diet. Let's say 80% of them resolve, they continue with the diet, they're doing well. And then you have the more severe cases that 
maybe the pet parent has them on an optimal diet and we're still having um, issues. Where do you go from there? Yeah, there's still several tiers of severity at that point. So uh, if it's still a problem but it's not really horrible, then we'll usually recommend doing some herbal supplements to help to detoxify the liver and some things that are just known for being really good for allergies. So like nettle, um, sometimes herbal antibiotics basically, so it's not technically an antibiotic, but just an herbal blend that helps to get rid of the bacteria or like a yeast and fungal detox that's herbal can be more than enough and those generally only need to be used temporarily to kind of get them over a hump. But it's, I would say, probably around 5% or so of the cases that we see are really, really severe where nothing seems to help the pet to resolve. I've seen them as bad as literally you pet the dog and their skin comes off in your hand. So um, even if it's not that bad, but if it's a pretty severe issue and you've tried a lot of things and nothing's really working, then we put them on a goat milk diet exclusively for at least three months. It sounds like a really long time, but honestly, everybody that we've ever had do it gets down to the the end of it, and there's like there's no way that I would stop doing this because they're doing so much better, but they're not quite there, then I'm going to keep going. So uh, it works out to be a really miraculous thing, but during that time, you can't do any kind of food or treats or herbal supplements. So in those cases, we put them on homeopathics, and then we we really strongly recommend chiropractics and acupuncture for everybody as well. Awesome, because that the the fermented goat's milk you're talking about that gives the entire being, the entire system, a break. Correct. That's yeah. What so we're looking as long at. as it's a raw goat's milk, then right. it doesn't the have any of the milk. nutrients Sorry. cooked out of it. Yeah. So it can. It can support life, like you could literally give your pet that and nothing else for the rest of their life and they would be healthy. And I and actually my sister have also done goat's milk diets ourselves for over a month at a time and they're awesome, so it's not as bad as it sounds. And then with it being cultured, then it helps to regulate all of that gut health that you were talking about that is where all of those problems are stemming from. So, you know, the body can be allergic to any substance, and a lot of times once it's at a point where it's feeling really toxic, it starts to overreact to pretty much every substance. So it doesn't matter what kind of food you're giving, it just can't tolerate it at that point. So if you give it just goat's milk, it's the most easy to assimilate, nutritious, anti-inflammatory thing that you could possibly give it in itself is a natural histamine blocker so it's like benadryl all in itself so sometimes just adding it to a diet of food is enough but if it's not enough then doing that exclusively will get rid of every allergy case that i've ever seen that's incurable has managed to resolve with that so can the pet parent go down to Vitamin Cottage or their natural store or the grocery store and just pick up goat's milk? No, those ones are actually ultra-pasteurized, so they're cooked twice. So you have to do raw. So if you don't have access to a natural pet supply store, then you can technically get it from a local farmer, but 
it wouldn't be cultured. So the cultures do have a lot of additional benefits. My favorite brand is called Answers, and they they just are amazing when it comes to sourcing of the milk. They only use Amish farms. They use multiple different breeds of goats, so you're getting different nutrient values from the different breeds. They're, they never feed them any kind of grains or corn or soy. They only grass feed them, and they give them specific herbs to help to increase some of the specific nutrients in the milk, like conjugated linoleic acid, which can help with things like cancer and allergies and things like that. So that one is my favorite one. Um, the other brands that I like, I like the Steve's, but um, chia seeds are in it, and chia seeds are high in phytates. So some dogs can tolerate that with allergies and some can't. I prefer to do simple. Patty's Patty's makes one that's just straight out of the goat, not cultured. Um, the Primal is the only brand that I don't recommend doing um, because it's got turmeric in plastic. But outside of that, you know, just make sure that you're not getting a cooked goat's milk because if you are using an ultra-pasteurized goat's milk from the grocery store, they can't really survive on that. So I've actually had a couple clients tell me they use the Primal because of the turmeric. How does the turmeric interact with the plastic? Turmeric is actually an emulsifier, which is why it's so effective on things like fatty tumors and metabolism in the gallbladder and the liver. It breaks down fats, but it also breaks down plastics. So if it's sitting together in a plastic, it literally eats the plastic. So you're pulling in print inhibitors into the product. So I um, am a huge fan of turmeric, but I'm not a fan of it in plastic. If you're going to use turmeric, you should get it out of a glass bottle and add it to the goat's milk. Awesome information. Thank you so much for that. And and again, Chelsea loves it. Um, mention these endocrine inhibitors, <laughs> and she just says it nonchalantly. But um, <laughs> and th- those those no, it's fine. I love it. I love it. Those are the those those inhibitors actually work against all of your your endocrine system, your your thyroid, your adrenals, your hypothyroid, your pituitary. So your entire, all your hormones and those organs that work with your hormones. So if you're shutting down that, you could be contributing to a whole another host of issues that may show up for your animal and for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Works the same way in your body, FYI. Okay, so we're walking through... um, a terrible case. They did three months of raw goat's milk with the cultures. Let's say they were on the Answers brand, which is what we use in our household um, for the cats and the dogs. And three months goes by. Do a lot of owners do pet, pet parents do more? Do and how do you start adding back in food? Where do you start with that? Mm-hmm. Most pet owners that go through that continue to always use the goat's milk, but they use it in conjunction with other food. But at the point that you have gone through something as as extreme as uh-huh. getting your pet completely off of food and doing a goat milk diet, you obviously don't want to go back to ever having that problem again. So they always end up staying on the goat's milk as about 25 to 50% of the diet. And then they'll add in a raw food. Usually it'll be just a single protein formula. So like the answers, uh, straight pork or vital essentials, 
rabbit or fish or, you know, something that's really simple that doesn't have any chicken. A lot of times people steer away from beef just because that's another potential allergen. Um, I honestly can't say that I've known anybody with a skin allergy condition that has come off the goat's milk diet and never gone back to anything other than raw or dehydrated raw. So um, that tends to work out really well. I can't recall anybody ever having significant recurrences, um, you know, on the occasion when it's allergy season, then you might see a little bit of an allergy that is just about the same as the average dog. And so those pet parents, having been through severe allergies before, tend to just do a month or so of goat's milk for allergy season, and they just don't even wait until there's symptoms. They're just like, we're just doing this, and then we don't have to deal with it. As far as incorporating the food back in, it is really important to remember that the stomach has shrunk. <laughs> it's not stretched out from food. So starting food again is not actually the most pleasant thing. So a lot of people think that their pets are starving when they're on the goat's milk diet because they feel really good. They're not sick anymore. They don't feel nauseous every time that they eat or, you know, fatigued or anything like that. So they are really excited about it. But I can tell you from experience, they're not hungry. <laughs> they're just feeling really good. So when you start doing food again, you want to start with small amounts and work your way up and give the body an opportunity to stretch out the stomach lining so that it's a more comfortable experience for them. So um, what's the your other thing that sometimes is Go ahead. really beneficial is if they have a problem with proteins or you're concerned, then it can be really helpful to soak the food that you're feeding with the goat's milk for 4 to 12 hours and basically allow the food to pre-digest in the goat's milk before feeding it to them. Awesome. Awesome information. Um, so how how good is compliance with pet owners? And how much hand-holding do you guys do in, in the store and, and supporting people in this? Because this is contrary to what they will hear pretty much anywhere else, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, including most yeah. vets, including, you know, most trainers, including their next-door neighbors. I mean, like, who, who talks about this? And, and thank you so much for doing so. Yeah. There are a lot of vets around the country that are pretty easily accessible. If you ask us, if you need to talk to a vet, we're happy to refer you to somebody. Um, and vets are coming around with it because they see the benefits. We do work with people a lot as much as we can. Honestly, from our side, it's not as much as we would like because when you are trying to heal the body naturally and not suppress the condition, you are going to have some ups and downs. You're going to have a healing crisis probably around every two weeks where they're not going to be feeling very great for a day or two, and that's fine. A lot of times they'll lose a bunch of hair or you know, something that doesn't look like healing happens, but it is. It's just the body healthy enough to do a purge to get all that junk out. So um, generally speaking, owner compliance is pretty awful the first month <laughs> because they think that they can do a, a partial diet and they can kind of adjust things here and there. And then at some point, every owner is like, okay, I see how I'm doing this wrong and I I see it's not working out for me. So then after that, then they're really good about it. And once they fully commit 
and they stop trying to mess with it and do other things like feeding mm-hmm. carrots and things like that now and then, then they see the results within about a week and a half, and at that point they're totally sold on it and like would never change it. Cool. Awesome. All right. I have a couple of questions about actual allergy testing and if kitties can do this diet, but we're going to take a break first. Um, you are listening to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio at A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my guest, Chelsea Kent. We're talking about um, skin issues in your animals, um, mostly dogs. We're going to talk about kitties when we come on back. Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at adizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to drandy at harpersridge.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Animal Magic Radio on A2Zen.fm with myself, Dr. Andy Harper, and my guest, Chelsea Kent, owner-operator of Heroes Pets in Littleton, Colorado. You can check out um, where they're at, what they offer, and all the fun stuff they do at HeroesPets.com. Upcoming events for Animal Magic in August. On the 15th and 16th, we are hosting Hane Stigar, a facilitator from Denmark. She's going to do a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider class here in Cherry Hills Village. Um, Registration is now open at accessconsciousness.com. Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider is a dynamic, leading-edge clinic inviting you to to a totally different way of being with and working with horses. Horsemanship that includes both horse and rider every step away. Um, And then we're doing on August 29th um, an EMA, which is Energetic Magic with Animals with Horses in Elizabeth, Colorado at Drifter's Hearts of Hope. It's a horse rescue. Um, I will be facilitating that class on how to be with the horses and how to be with the energy of EMA. Um, It'll be in the morning. You can check all those events out at our Facebook page, backslash Harper's Ridge, or contact Stephanie at Stephanie at HarpersRidge.com. Do you have any events coming up at your location that you'd like to let everyone know about? Chelsea? Uh, We have a fermentation seminar coming up, and actually we are going to start doing some open forum seminars with me, so we're just going to invite people to come, and whoever comes that day can pick what thing they want to learn about that day, and then we have Somerset Festival coming up in September, which is huge. Yeah. Are you doing all the days or the pet day, which is September 20th? I do know about Summerfest, so that's awesome. Yeah, we... Yeah, we're doing the pet day. 
Okay, cool. So on how awesome people can come bring their questions to you. So all of that will be up on um, your website, heroespets.com. So before the break, we were talking um, about doing a a whole body detox using raw goat's milk. And we were talking mostly about dogs. And this is a three-month process. Do cats, are cats able to do this kind of a, a, yeah. a diet without food with the raw goat's milk? Yeah, absolutely. And we've done it more often on cats for other issues. And I There's no problem with them doing it for a skin allergy, but cats don't tend to have those as often mm-hmm. as dogs do. Usually their health problems manifest as respiratory issues more so. So okay. we usually will do it for like a respiratory issue. There's been a couple of other cases where we've done it. But we actually really, really strongly recommend the goat's milk for cats more than dogs as a regular supplement because it has 33 natural milligrams of taurine per ounce. So it's the best source of taurine that you can get, actually. Oh, I love that information. My my cats get the goat's milk along with the do- the dogs, and the taurine is the one nutrient that cats really require above and beyond animals. And that's what a lot of the cat food is geared towards, making sure they get enough taurine. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So allergy testing. Do you recommend that your your people to go out and get tested? Do you just, you know, kind of all, you know, we always kind of assume chicken and beef because they've been eating that usually long term for many generations. How do you, how do we figure out what they should eat or not eat or what do you what works in your world? Well, I personally am not a huge fan of allergy testing just because I think that if you're doing holistic treatment, the treatment is really the same. There are certain foods that are the most likely culprits. That's going to be chicken and beef and grains, um, white potatoes. We try to stay away from. So doing a more exotic protein like pork or fish, uh, salmon sometimes can be an allergen, but it's not too common. Doing rabbit, as long as you're also doing goat's milk because it's very low fat, goat, those kinds of things, you're not very likely to end up with any kind of allergy to that. Also bison and elk are really good. So I think... If you're going to do a food, then just picking a more hypoallergenic formula, you're pretty likely to recover most of the health with just doing that. And if it's a really severe case, ultimately my opinion is that no matter if it's an internal or external allergy, and no matter what the allergy is or how many that there are or what it's to, if you're doing, if you're willing, I should say, to do something like a goat's milk diet or even something along those lines where you're using a portion of goat's milk and a portion of a hypoallergenic food, the result is still the same. So if you're doing an allergy test, you're spending a lot of money to find out what the triggers were on that particular day. But honestly, if you were to have the same animal tested with the same test two days later, they would probably show some different results. So in my opinion, it's a lot of money that you don't really need to spend unless you're trying to do something like the allergy shots mm-hmm. where they're trying to build an immunity to those specific things. And even in that case, doing a three-month um, raw goat's milk diet may take care of that, correct? 
I have not seen it not, not take seen care it. of the okay. allergy. Yeah, so it yeah. always takes care of the allergy problems, even really severe cases. Sometimes yeah. it does take a little bit longer, but it depends on your pet. And I've never seen it be something where we thought, man, maybe we shouldn't have gone that route, even if it's like a fast-growing cancer or other really severe cases, it still manages to resolve. The body has an incredible ability to heal, and we don't give it the opportunity to do it. We all try to take control, and we're like, do this, do that, and we're bossing the body around. And in a lot of cases, it's like, let me just do my thing. And if you give it that opportunity, it can fix some miraculous things. Awesome. How cool is all this information? So thank you again um, for being with us. Um, you are back next month. Do you know what our topic is? Because I forgot to look that up this morning. We did cancer um, itching. We, I, I think we're going to talk about liver and pancreatitis, like touch on a couple yeah, of the other organs. I think too. Yeah. Okay. And then the last show, we we're going to talk more about kitties, which, you know, they're not second-class mm-hmm. citizens. So, so mm-hmm. Chelsea's going to be back <laughs> in four weeks at the end of August. So come back and check check us out. Um, I want to thank you again for being here and sharing your 13 years of all of this information and giving people other information to look at and be with and ask questions about and things that they can really change for their animal. So thank you so much. Next week mm-hmm. on Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio, um, we're going to talk with um, our special guest, Hane Stigard. Um, she is a conscious, uh, access consciousness facilitator. There we go. And she's going to call in from Denmark. And she's going to come here in Denver, like I mentioned, and facilitate a conscious horse, conscious rider class. And it's a, it's a two-day class where you get to be with the horse and the magic of the horse. And so we're going to talk about what would you like to know about horses um, and how you create magic together with them. And, you know, how often are you in the energy of the horse and how is that different from day-to-day living um, with people and even the the animals that we live with, live with in our houses? Um, horses are amazingly different. And have you ever considered the value of being fully present with a horse? So if you're interested in talking about horses, come on back next week um, with Hane Stigard, and you can join us on Dr. Annie's Animal Magic Radio. Um, as a certified animal chiropractor, I'd like to remind everyone that the information provided today was for informational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any illness. If you have any other questions or health concerns about your animal, you're encouraged to seek the counsel of a veterinarian who is knowledgeable in your area of interest. Until we meet again, how much fun can you have with your animal? Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?